Welcome back to the Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast. The Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast is your podcast source for news and discussion of the meetings and events industry. Each week, we bring you stories of new technologies, new ideas, and new directions that will directly affect all of us in the meetings and events industry. I'm your host, John Trask. I'm a CMP, a CMM, and I'm a 30-year veteran of both the audiovisual and meetings and events industry. And welcome back to the podcast. On last week's podcast, we talked about the role of uh, fire marshals in keeping attendees safe at an event. And I thought we'd continue on that theme of safety and security this week by taking a look at rigging, kind of a brief overview of how it fits into the responsibility for a planner, the responsibility to assure that their attendees are safe and comfortable during their time at the event. It can be referred to under a number of different labels, uh, rigging being the most straightforward where you'll hear people in the audiovisual part of the industry will just mention rigging. Uh, I've also seen it called aerial rigging, uh, arena rigging, entertainment rigging, um, and there's a theatrical rigging that often won't be as relevant to what an event planner is doing. Uh, The arena rigging label is in a ballroom or a convention center or some facility like that. Uh, Whereas a theatrical rigger is working more with counterweights and an installed rigging system like they have in a theater. So you won't necessarily be interacting with those. And there's a little bit of a delineation in how those two disciplines are practiced. Um, But basically it's the process of safely suspending items off the ground. Um, Venues may have guidelines, um, that will say, let's say something over six feet off the ground has to be put up by an approved rigger. Um, so you're going to run into basically this uh, question anytime that you're looking at putting something up over your audience's head or something that's high enough that it could fall over and injure someone. And so it's basically really all about hanging of signs, of loudspeakers, of uh, video screens, uh, truss with lighting on it, basically anything your AV vendor wants to elevate to improve its effectiveness. And that's really the reason that a lot of these things need to be uh, flown or rigged, as we say, uh, because you'll get a better performance out of them. You can ground support a lot of things like, say, uh, speakers. But if you're going to use a type of uh, line array speaker where you have uh, multiple speakers that are working together to create better coverage for the room, it's either going to need to go up in some sort of framework that they make to lift it up off the ground, or it's going to be lifted up and attached to the ceiling of the venue. And so uh, you'll get a better coverage that way. The screens can be seen better. There, The lighting can work better and not be shining directly into people's eyes. So at the end of the day, it's not just a convenience, although it can help to save space and maximize the uh, room capacity. It's really something that's going to make the equipment perform better or provide a better experience for the audience as well. There are uh, AV companies who will do ground support of items uh, in a way to save costs because often it can be uh, less expensive to use uh, different types of lifts or pipes or towers or things that we stand up. Um, But you should be aware of the venue because... First off, the same safety standards are going to apply to anything you're putting up, whether it's ground supported, whether it's attached to the ceiling. Uh, So you're going to want to make sure that it's properly put up, that it's weighted properly at the base, and that safeties are attached so that if a clamp should come loose or an instrument should come loose, there's a steel safety that prevents it from falling. Um, 
all of those things will be uh, considered when you're putting something up or should be considered. And that's the key here. And there are some venues that will have requirements that are going to say anything that's going up above six feet is a responsibility of a rigger. And you're going to need to have an approved rigger do that, whether that be someone that you bring in or whether it's someone that the facility uh, authorizes to be there. And we'll talk a little bit about that as we go along. Um, a good place. And I mean, this is really a primer that we're doing here today. It's just to kind of give you a sense of what we're talking about when we say rigging, uh, you could spend hours talking about the, uh, the finer points of this, like many things within the technology areas. Um, but I did find there's a site that I like to go to as kind of a reference and it's called the, uh, ESTA. And that is the, um, entertainment Services Technology Association. They're a nonprofit association um, and they have uh, members around the world, but they do a technical standards program. And I'll put a link to this in, within the notes for the podcast uh, so you can go look at it if you'd like to. There are some free downloads there. Um, and it's very, very technical documents. So it's something that if you're really wanting to dig deep in this, it's an area where you can get some information, but it's not casual reading. And uh, some of the highlights, they'll have things like the uh, standards for the, the design and manufacture of aluminum trusses and towers. Uh, they have a standard for the overhead mounting of lights. They have a standard for powered hoist systems, uh, for electric chain hoists, for the selection and use of chain hoists, and for the control of those. Each of those is a different set of standards. Uh, all of these, by the way, are done by volunteers, and it's kind of crowdsourced. They'll put a document out for public review. They get comments from people, and they modify that document until it represents the most up-to-date and accurate standards. So it's a really good place to start for some very in-depth information. Um, for example, let me just give you a sense of, because I, I downloaded and was looking at the overhead mounting of luminaires, lighting accessories, and other devices. And so when you look at that, it's basically addressing a problem that they were concerned about, which was that um, there were near misses of falling lighting equipment and they wanted to establish what standards exist or might be drafted to co cover the proper rigging of that equipment so that it doesn't fall and endanger someone. So that's what they set out as the introduction. The scope of it is the mounting of portable stage and studio lighting and accessories that are mounted over stages, auditoriums, and other places of public assembly. And so, as I say, it's a very technical document, but it gives you some very in-depth information about the types of ways that things should then be attached, how they should be uh, put safely together. Uh, it's really quite, a, uh, quite an interesting read. And there are a number of books on Amazon as well on the subject of entertainment rigging. So that's another place that if you have a real interest in the topic, you could certainly go and get a lot of information because there's a, there's a lot more to it than just deciding to hang something up in the air. Uh, you've got to do calculations of the forces and loads, and you've got to know the um, various capabilities of things like the points. And when I say a point within the venue, that's a spot where something is going to be attached to the structure itself to be suspended from. And those points will have a rating. So that rating is what's used when you start calculating how much weight can be on the truss. 
Um, another thing that the uh, ESTA has that's uh, very interesting, I think, is that they have a certification program, uh, the Entertainment Technician Certification Program, where they test rigors and other disciplines within the industry for their knowledge and certify them as proficient. Uh, and that means that they know like OSHA standards, they know these general standards that we're talking about in the uh, program uh, with the downloads I was just referring to and uh, other entertainment industry standards. Basically, it means they've studied up and they are working to make sure that everything is done safely, properly, and that it's going to be done to all of the established standards that are set out in those documents that have been crowdsourced. So um, oftentimes your entire team may not be uh, certified from this program, but uh, very often your lead or your supervisor uh, of the crew that are rigging the event. And, and something else that I wanted to mention just when we're talking about, again, very general, broad parts of it. Uh, usually when you're calling for a rigger uh, within a venue, you're going to have multiple people. It's uh, usually a team. There's often a ground rigger and an aerial rigger. So you'll have someone who's in a man lift or in the catwalks above, and those uh, two people work as a team together, the ground rigger making sure that everything is kept clear, people are kept away, uh, sending items up via rope or via chain motor. And so um, it's usually a minimum type of two-man call when you're uh, contracting riggers and usually they will need a lift as well unless it's uh, specific to the room that they have catwalks or areas to work safely above uh, while they're attaching things so a lot of this can be garnered from what are called the production guidelines of a venue and most venues uh, or at least a good percentage of them have begun to publish uh, these production guidelines, which they will make available to a production company or a planner who's coming in. Uh, those guidelines carry a lot of information, not just about rigging, but about other capabilities, uh, requirements of the property, and uh, what things are available, what things are exclusively provided by certain vendors. And so getting a hold of those production guidelines are one of the best tips I can give you out of this whole thing to make sure that you've got that information and have it in hand when you're deciding to contract a venue. Because those production guidelines can vary significantly between properties. And you want to make sure you know what the requirements are before you've committed to a venue, just so you're aware of what your various costs, responsibilities and who's allowed to do what on the property are established and you're aware of them. I've seen a lot of people be contracted into a property, not understand the production guidelines and further down the line have some surprises that come in when they find that the rigging is to be done by one particular company or something like that. So making sure that you've got this information up front when you're establishing yourself at a venue and contracting at a venue is very, very important. And it gives you a lot of good information. You can have some great conversations out of it too. Uh, if there are, say, a specific vendor that you're intended to work only with in a certain area, you can talk to them early. You can talk to them about what you're intending to do. They'll probably have some additional information that will help you as you're putting together how you want your event to fit into this space. And so it can be a very good collaborative document in that it gives you access to some information that you should have uh, when you start making decisions about it. You should also be able to get a CAD drawing, uh, computer-aided drafting uh, 
shell of the room. And this is oftentimes a challenge for folks. Uh, it's a little easier than it used to be, but you really want to make sure that you know that you've got an accurate CAD drawing of that space and that it reflects uh, all of the um, aspects of the room that you're going to need to work around. So for example, when you have a CAD drawing that's a reflected ceiling drawing, that means there'll be at least a layer on that CAD shell of the room, which will be an empty copy of the room itself that will show where all of these rigging points we referenced earlier are. That can be very vital for your audiovisual vendor when they're sitting down to figure out how to put this room together. Um, they need to know where those points are so that they can know where they can attach things to the ceiling. I've run into situations quite frequently where, say, there just aren't points available in an area of the ballroom where the client intends to have the stage. And, and this is one of those things where problems start creeping in because now we're either figuring out how to ground support it, we're changing the room orientation around so that it can fit where there are points. And just be aware too that the idea of rigging points is not something that's standard. I've gone into rooms that had none. I, I went into a brand new ballroom in a hotel once about uh, close to 20 years ago and they had three rigging points that they had put in in sort of random places to work with. And I'm not really even sure why they did that. Uh, and it was never really explained to me, but they weren't in the places that things were needed. So when we were designing the show, we had to do everything from a ground-supported perspective. And that particular ballroom also had some very problematic low chandeliers that we had to work around. So that's again, a reference to the production guidelines and understanding what you're getting into when you're getting into some of these rooms. But the uh, having that reflected ceiling drawing of the venue, you'll have to give that to whoever is doing the rigging because they're going to draw everything out. They're going to calculate the loads and the weight of what you want to put on to the various things you're hanging and the various points. And then they're going to approve it or not for you. And this also works very close hand in hand with last week's discussion about fire marshals, because that same CAD where you're doing the ground layout of where everything is, you have another layer of it now that's showing you where everything is above the audience and how it's all attached and where those cables are going to go and a huge amount of time and efficiency, time savings, efficiency on site can be created when you do a, a proper CAD because literally your crew can walk in and know exactly where each piece goes, exactly where things are intended, and it can save you hours and hours of labor time of people where if you walk in unaware of the room, you have to sort of figure it out on the fly. And so um, basically, at the end of the day, what rigging is about is it's about safety, just like the fire marshal's job. In this case, it's going to be a person or team of people who are going to be coming into the room and they're going to be making sure that everything that's up above the audience's head is done in a safe and accepted manner. And it's going to save a lot of liability and potential for injury because should something fall or someone be injured, uh, there's a great liability attached to that. And most riggers are also going to be carrying insurance and, uh, and proper bonding and things like that to, to protect both you as their employer and to protect themselves. I've, I've had discussions in the past with riggers literally over about the type of bolts that were sent to put some trust together. And because 
there was not a visible rating that this person could verify. We had to go get different bolts for the truss. And I understand that because when you're putting something over somebody's head and you're taking responsibility for it, there's a, there's a risk of injury and there's a real safety factor that we have to pay attention to. And so the most important thing that I can express to you out of all of it is when you're uh, dealing with a rigger, safety has got to be number one. And beyond that, you'll make everything else work within the context of what your technical and audiovisual vendors need, what the venue needs. It's a bit of a conversation and uh, just be willing to be open to that conversation and understanding that at the heart of it, everyone who's working on that project is trying to make sure that it's done properly and safely for everyone involved. So that's this week's podcast, uh, a little look at, at entertainment rigging and, uh, Come back and join us next week, and thank you for listening. This has been the Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast, your podcast source for news and discussions of the meetings and events industry. You can find out more about Strategic Meeting Tech at our website, www.strategicmeetingtech.com. There you'll find resources and information about how we help planners to create better audiovisual and technology outcomes at their events. Our music is provided by Steph Sachs, under license from the Creative Commons, and you can find out more information and links to the artists there on our website as well. Please send any comments or show suggestions to John, J-O-N, at strategicmeetingtech.com. Thanks for listening.